um, the super is it super secret celebrity drag race recap? Secret, secret oh, celebrity. Secret? Oh. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined as always by one secret co-host from the Bloody Podcast. Please say hello to Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm just tired. I'm. I literally have. This is. I've slept more today than I've probably slept in my entire life, and I'm still tired. No, sleeping too much can make you tired. Yeah. Like I. I slept. Well, I guess I haven't slept. I've just slept most of the day. I went to bed at five, and I woke up at noon. Well, I woke up at like noon, and then went back to bed. Went. Woke up at one, then went back to bed. Then you know. So it's just like. I still could go to bed right now. Are you going to go to bed right now? No, I probably won't go to bed till a little bit later, but I do have to get up around nine. So to, I don't want to do definitely what? don't want to sleep till go to bed at five now. What are you so. doing at nine? So my dad is was considered a non-essential um, employee at work and he was he was essentially on paid leave. Mm-hmm. So now that um, now that they're lifting all, you know, starting to lift stuff. He is considered an essential employee, so he can still sit, stay at home, but now he has to actually work from home. So okay. his uh, they have a server that, that you pay for, which my dad has been saying that he's not sponge worthy from Seinfeld because they didn't want to pay for the server for him. Mm-hmm. So now they're paying for the server. So he has to set that up on his computer. So I have to go over tomorrow to help him set that up. And then I thought it was you had to just meet with your aunt for a few hours too, don't you? Tomorrow I'm supposed to, but we moved that to Wednesday because I have to go help my dad. Oh. So. And then you and I are recording Tiger King tomorrow, Cuckoo yes. Bananas, episode two. Hopefully, I'll be in a better mood. Oh, you're oh from yeah. Let, well, I think it's just like it was the end of the week, and you were just you know. Well, no, my, my, remember my headphones broke right before then? Oh, yeah, your headphones broke. And yeah. and also I did that very detailed outline. So, oh, you know. God, Jesus Christ, I wanted to kill myself. And then the headphones is awful. Um. Okay, well, Lori. Uh-huh. You know, we've, we've, everyone should know we've put a time limit on this show. So yes. I, wa- I kind of want to jump right into it because I know, you know what's so funny is this is the third episode that aired, okay? Yeah. And uh, let's get this out of the way. Today's, uh, this week's drag mentors were Kim Chi from uh-huh. season eight, Nina West from season 11, and the winner uh-huh. of season eight, Bob the Drag Queen. Okay. Uh-huh. And this is the first episode of the entire run where multiple people who know me personally and watch Drag Race messaged me privately to say, I actually like this episode very much. Um, so let's t- let's let's go. And also, by the way, the the celebrities this week were Alex Newell, who I guess had a small role on Glee. I thought he was the black girl on Glee, but he's Lord, he's I was, a, gonna, I was gonna make that joke. I thought he was Nicole. Is that, no, it's not Nicole Byer, right? No, no, no. It's a different girl, which I feel awful for both of them that I thought that, but they do kind of look similar. I I guess I didn't see when he What's came her on. Name? 
the girl. I, you know what? Now uh, really, I have no idea. I've called her Nicole Byer. I've called her Nicole Byer before. I've mistaken her and Nicole Byer before. And what's funny, I've seen the black girl from Glee in a play. She played the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. That's what I the the girl who's the mate who played Rachel. I keep calling her Liza Minnelli. So yeah, Amber Riley. That's right. Yeah, she came out with like an album or a CD or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, is it, is it so sad that I put in Black Girl from Glee and it came up with Amber Riley. Pro- well, probably because that was the and that shows you how bad, badly diverse. <laughs> Let me try this now. I'll diverse in, the okay. the Glee cast put, was that you could put in gay put kid. White- gay kid. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, I this is even worse. What just happened right now? Yeah, I was gonna type in as a joke. Put gay kid in Glee. Yeah. Right? And it's going to come up with uh, whatever her name is, right? What's her name? I want to talk like this. Oh, I don't know. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. Lori, I literally typed gay kid and the Google finished it with in Glee. Like, I don't even need to put gay kid in Glee in Google. Type in white guy in Glee and white then it'll guy. come out like 40 people. Yeah, that doesn't exist. I'm going to do gay kid in Glee again. Oh my God, gay kid in Glee. That's the. F- you put. Look. I'm going to show you a screenshot. I just have um, gay kid. That's all I have. You're going to see right now. I'm sending you a screenshot right now on your phone. Uh, anyway, so Amber, yes, I could see you confusing her with Amber Riley. So here's, okay, so it's, it's uh, Alex Newell who had a small role on Glee, and I guess it was also in a reality show called The Glee Project. Okay. Uh, and then we had Dustin Milligan. Um, who is an actor from Schitt's Creek. All right. And then we yeah. have our very best friend, Matt Eisman. Yeah. Who I, he's such a good friend of mine. I didn't even know he was the host of uh, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. I love that show. I didn't know he was uh, the host of that show. He is the American host. Yeah. Oh, he's the American host. He, um, I really like him. I was, uh, I thought he did a great job in the show. Mm-hmm. I have see. Here's the thing: I have no issues with the cast mm-hmm. at all. I think they did a good job. Well, I will. There, Dustin Milligan. I have some some points for. Don't you shut but, your whore mouth. But but uh, I have no. I have issues with the way now that I feel like the show is obviously running, and I there's just that certain things that I'm just way. like, okay. I what? Sent that, I sent you that screenshot. Oh, my, I want to see you reach. Oh my god, everyone! She's trying to. She's done. She just did the most exercise she's done today. She just reached over and got her phone. I think she's out of Gay play. Kid and Glee. Gay Kid and Glee season six. But did you say I just wrote Gay Ki? Gay Kickball USA. Oh, then there's a lot of Gay Kickball stuff. Gay Kid Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, that in there. Oh, have you ever seen the? I'm obsessed with the Gay Kid and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have you ever seen that episode? No. Oh my god, that kid is brilliant. That kid gay is so Kirby. good. Gay Kirby. What's Gay Kirby? It's the season finale. Just so everyone wants to see it. It is first of all, it's the B story in Kirby Enthusiasm. It's the season finale of of a season 8. Okay? Okay. It's with Michael J. Fox and it's the B story. So they actually have the entire B story as one story on YouTube. If you just put in Gay Kid Kirby Enthusiasm, it is so funny. It is oh my god, it is so funny. Okay, I'll have to check it out. <coughs> yeah, it's so funny. Gay Kia. I don't know what that means. Gay Kiss Bandcamp. 
gay kings of France. Yeah. That's when you type in gay kid. Yeah. Gay and then K-I. Oh, I love that the first one is gay kid and glee. I love, well, the first two, gay kid and glee, gay kid and glee season six. Yeah. So we know that there's, and then there's apparently a kickball league. And by the way, this is what comes up. Chris Colfer. Yeah. So. Hi. Uh, I'm gay. I'm Chris Colfer. But I like this show. I would say this is. I would say again. I feel like I like this more than I like Drag Race. Oh, you talking about the celebrity Drag Race? Yeah. Um. Well, this ep. Okay. So I would. So so. Give me your general thoughts. We won't get into any specifics just yet. Give me your general thoughts on this episode. Um. I liked it. I thought that overall. I when I was going into going, how can these all three of them tie? Uh huh. And then I saw. Oh, you knew they tied. Yeah, because we did the rumors. Remember. Oh, I said that in the room. I don't even remember now. Yeah, okay. Well, because, yeah, you said, and so I was like, how could all three of them tie? And then I watched it, I was like, I could see that. I mean, I feel like... I like how they cheaped out and they only gave them 20000 each for their charities. Yeah. I feel like that, in my opinion, I think Matt Eisman should have won, but... Oh, I disagree. But I think that, um, I think that... You know, I could see I, it was it was one of those things where I can see giving it to all of them. They all did very well in each of their categories. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think it just comes down to personal preference. And I'm glad that instead of just picking randomly, they gave it to everybody, That's you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like it. I think I think. See, here's the thing yeah. is I think this is what the spirit of Drag Race should be. Mm-hmm. I think when they're when it's regular drag race, they don't give a fuck if you succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. And I think in this in this show, they want you to they want the celebrities to succeed, mm-hmm. and you can feel that. Yeah. And I think it makes it so much more positive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. There were certain things that I was like, Ugh, okay, but you know, I overall, know what I liked they it. are. I know what they are. It's so dumb. You want me to get into it, or do you? No, well, just... we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go piece by piece. We're not gonna really get into it. Okay. So they do this thing, and we've actually never talked about this on the show, but uh, I'm in a good mood today. Unlike the pre- unlike the previous two episodes, I'm actually in a really good mood. And that's unusual. I'm not usually this energetic at 8.45 yeah. at night. I'm usually like, what? And I've already recorded a show before well, this. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know what When we record next tomorrow, you're going to be like, I'm so, I, hate, I fucking hate this. No, if I record this early, it's, pre- it's pretty good. I would love to record as early as possible tomorrow. Okay. Maybe we could do like nine. No, you have to help your dad. Well, I have to be there by 10. So if we go nine, then. You know that you'll never be there by 10. I can leave at eight, nine forty-five. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Anyway, right. um, what were we talking about? Uh, you're going to go piece by piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the top of the. They do this every episode, but we've never talked about it. And they do this weird thing. Where they show the drag queens in some sort of like weird backstage area and in like directors' chairs, and they're kikiing about who they think might be each celebrity because they'll show the silhouette behind the scrim, and before and the person's going like, "Oh, I'm a cor-. they have a vo- the voice." Okay, first of all, I love that they think with any of these celebrities that if we heard their voices, that would just give away, yeah, who they are, right? You, I mean, I'm a fan of Matt Eisman's, mm-hmm. and you could have me listen to his voice, and I probably wouldn't guess it. Yeah, and um, and then they're like guessing all these big celebrities, right? And then be, right when the person walks out, they just cut away. They don't show the person walking out, 
And then they'll and then after that, then they play the the when they do all three, then they play the top of the show, the theme, and then they show them walk in the workroom. Honestly, I think I'd rather see them walk out into the stage. Well, that's the thing that I that I want to bring up with the show is that before I when I was first watching, I was like, oh, this is great. And then now that I think episode three, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff they could cut. They do like four different reveals yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. We don't need that many reveals. Yeah. They do the the reveal when they walk in the workroom. They do the reveal when they put on the first drag. They do the reveal when they get in their makeup. They do reveals mm-hmm. when they uh, come out and do their maxi challenge. They do the reveal when they walk the runway. Yeah. You know, I mean, they do the reveal to their family. Mm-hmm. There's so many reveals in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so then after the top of the show, then we see them walk into the workroom. First one in is Alex Newell. Do you have any any specific thoughts about Alex Newell walking into the workroom? I liked him. I thought he was, he thought he was fun, full of energy. I thought mm-hmm. he was fun. I thought he was, he seemed excited to be there. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I will say? I thought when I watched it, what? I thought that him and Dustin were everything that Nick Tor- Tortellini was yeah. trying to be, but are you being funny? Guys, you know it's not his name, right? No, I have no idea. I don't remember what his name is. Nico Tortorella. So, okay. Yeah, Nico Tortorella was every try, everything he was. Nico Tortorella was trying to be, but was failing at, which is mm-hmm. excited and then also wanting to represent a different side of ma- of masculinity. Yes, and neither of them, neither of them, the, both of them had the the potential. I don't even say potential. Uh, let me rephrase. Both of those, both Dustin Milligan and Alex Newell, that type of personality, not them specifically, but that type of personality has the potential to be super extra. Yes. And neither of them was. I feel like Alex, more than Dustin, really crossed the line a little bit, but he always brought it to like a very, um, I feel like a very, like, uh, it's coming from a place of, of, you know, fear or lack of confidence and okay. so you start to feel for him mm-hmm. and so yeah i yeah i agree i feel like there were times where you were like oh this might get weird and then it didn't you so. know what's funny i'm gonna stop right here in alex newell is i i was thinking this before and this just confirmed it the whole appearance is essentially what they should make celeb drag race or a version of this they're gonna be celebrities where it's taking gay men and putting them through the drag race experience, almost like Queer Eye does, or I think I haven't watched this HBO show. That's what like, the We're Here does. Is that what We're Here does? Okay. Uh, I, well, I guess they can't do that now. Because I'd rather see that. I feel watching Alex live his fantasy out. Uh, I think I'm kind of sick of straight guys. Okay, ha, 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 they can't walk in drag. Which they find, they, I feel they, 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 they played it up in other episodes, but they downplayed it here. Um well, I feel like I do like that. I like oh, seeing really? that turn, and I like seeing the men kind of come into their femininity. And mm-hmm. like Matt, I I feel like they they're they're smart in picking people who are genuinely wanting to experience it for what it is, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not going like, oh yeah, haha, I'm in a dress, I'm doing, I'm I'm walking around in a dress. You know, they want to be, they want to like really, you know, dig deep in their femininity and like express themselves in a different way. And I feel like. That's why I like Matt Eisman because he could have easily turned it into a joke and he didn't. So well, let's actually because you have a lot to say. Let's let's actually jump over to Matt Eisman right now. Even though he was the third one in the workroom, uh, what were your thoughts in on his your impression of him when he walked in the workroom? 
I loved it. I thought he was, I mean, I think he's so funny and I thought he was, um, great. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I was excited to see him and I thought he, I I liked how all of them were very welcoming to each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I liked it. I thought they were great. Uh, and then finally Dustin Milligan. So Dustin Milligan's gay, right? Is that what we're trying? He's straight. Mm -hmm. But he, because his, here's the thing that I was confused about with Dustin Milligan is he was, it was like he was circling a point that he never got to. It was like, he kept trying to say something like this show has done something for me, but he never put a point on it. He never, he never said what it was. And it was like, what? It, what is this? What? What are you trying? Are you transgendered? Are you non-binary? Are you gay? What are you trying to say? And Dustin it just Milligan, never was addressed. Dustin Milligan identifies as straight. Now, yeah, does I that mean know. he's never sucked a dick or had his dick sucked? I don't know. Does it mean maybe he has feelings? No one knows, right? Uh, but uh, or maybe maybe he just maybe he's pansexual and just happens to be with a woman right now. So I shouldn't say he identifies as straight. He's currently like engaged to a woman, or maybe oh, even married. Okay. He could be married by now. He had a ring, uh, thing. he had a wedding yeah. ring on. Yeah, so maybe he's married to a woman now. But so I don't know. I just thought it was weird that they kept circling that. Like they made a point to keep talking about, oh, he's a straight guy, or he's doing this straight, you know. And it was mm-hmm. just like, and then he kept talking about like, Drag Race really helped me find something I'm missing. And I was like, what are you? What is it? What's the thing you're, you know, like, it was just, I don't know. I felt like he was trying to be like one of those people who's like, I've always been a fan of drag race, but maybe he actually isn't a fan. of. I don't want to like say that he's not, if he actually is, but it just, I felt like he wasn't really talking in specifics. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you this, that motherfucker can get it. Oh my God. He is so incredibly fucking hot. I could not take it. He looked great in drag. He I was looked, like, I Jesus know, Christ. Great. I don't oh, this fucking Nino S is so lucky. Uh okay, so then we see him come into the workroom. They meet the the drag queens, Kimchi, Nino West, and Bob the Drag Queen. And then there's a quick drag mini challenge where they have 20 minutes to get into quick cheerleading drag. Um and then it the mini challenge is a, is a, a queer leading queer leader tryouts. They bring in uh drag performer Love Connie. Who I think is funny. What did you think of her, Lori? I liked her. I thought she was doing a lot of like callbacks to, um, oh God, what's that? Bring it on, which yeah. I liked. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I liked her. I thought I thought that I liked that. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. I liked that they helped from the sides, and you know, I think I thought it was I thought it was really funny. So uh, okay, and then uh, so they do, and so then they have them sit on the pit crews crotches and then the pit crew's legs are the legs and then they have to lip sync to a horrible rupaul song dustin milligan won that challenge for no apparent reason um i think i think it's just because he rupaul liked the way he looked well i think it's i think just like on the regular drag race they just chose him because they wanted to see they knew they knew he was a fan of drag race and that he would know who to assign people to i now i found it really surprising much like they did he knows the show very well and he chose nina west for a roast challenge does he know the show very well, though? Oh yeah, he. I will say you can tell he fuck that bitch knows the show. <laughs> like what? But what did he say that made you think he knew the show very well? A lot of catchphrases, a lot of inside jokes having to do with the show and whatnot. 
But he could have learned that from like his girlfriend or something. I got the impression no, because you know what? Since the show, he went on this big Twitter thing where he talked about how much he loves the show and thanked a, a whole list of people that he interacted with and whatnot. I think I think he's actually a genuine fan. Oh, okay. He also says yeah, it I, on the show. What? He says he's a super fan on the show. I know, but it just I I just for some reason that was one of the reasons why I was like I don't think he's an actual fan of the show because he he knows that Bob is like a as like a comedian mm-hmm. and he picks Nina West. By the way, have you ever seen Bob's stand up special? No. Oh, it's horrible. Is it good? Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Bob I was know. like, Bob was like a comedian like me and you were a comedian. Hurtful. Mm. Hurtful. But no, true. but if they told you to do a 45 minute special, I mean, do you have 45 like, minutes? Great. I'm going to bring on 40 gallons of water and I'll do 20 minutes and drink 40 gallons of water <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So uh, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. I I feel like he... Well, then I'll take him at face value then because he said that the reason he chose Nina West is because he was such a big fan of hers. Huge fan of hers. So, which, I mean, which, yeah, if that's the case, if... Look, if if you know if there was a drag queen that I was a huge fan of, I don't care what competition it would be. I would choose I would choose that drag queen just oh, so really? I could get one on one time. Yeah. By the way, it's so basic white gay to be a fan of Nina West. I wonder if he's still a fan of Nina West when he sees her uh, sucking on people's toes. And I'm not kink shaming. I have nothing against toes. It's just gross the way she does it. Seems like you do. No. Uh, all right. Now, Dustin assigned Kim Chi to Matt Eisman. Smart choice. Yeah. Uh, and then gave Alex Newell Bob the drag queen. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I would have taken what? I don't know. Well, here's the which deal. I have, but I will own, say, oh, sorry. I have my own conspiracy theory about the roast, but go ahead. I feel like Kim Chi did a great job in the roast. So, I mean, Kim Chi's very funny, but I think that Matt Eisman wrote the jokes. Oh, I don't think anybody there wrote the jokes. I think the jokes were pre-written. This is what I think. This is what I think. Because Kimchi is very funny. Bob's very funny. Okay? Yes. Matt Eisman said he doesn't write gross jokes. Okay? In the show. I love how we're... Well, let's, I'll, I'll save my conspiracy theory for when we get there. Uh, we're going to get there pretty quickly. I'm kind of buzzing through this. Uh, they we the, the the drag queen sit down. They talk about their various charities, uh, why they're doing this, whatever. Then RuPaul enters the workroom, and uh, they get their drag names. Nina and Dustin. Dustin tells RuPaul that his drag name is going to be Rachel McAdams Apple. Yeah, that's that's cute. I feel like that was picked for him. What's funny is his 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 uh, other names. We're so much better. Like I think Gagatha Christie's great. I think Loosen the Butt is great. I think Fierce Brosnan is great. I don't know why he went with Rachel Rachel McAdams Apple. I don't think he had a choice. I oh, think, think he so? was told this is your name. Yeah. Now with Matt Eisman, uh, he revealed his drag name was Betty Bordeaux. Yeah, I did he say why? I forgot. I felt like because that was kind Bordeaux of Bordeaux is a strong wine with a lot of body or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then Alex Newell okay. revealed uh his drag name Matt Madame That Bitch. Which is that's a good. Name. I like that. That was a good one, yeah. Uh all right, the next day the the celebs enter the workroom 
uh, meet their mentors, and then they get ready and dragged to do the roast of RuPaul. We get to see the reveals. You have problems with the reveals, right, Lori? I feel like, besides Alex, but even Alex, I would say, all of them had the same makeup. Because, okay, they again, they waste so much fucking time on this show. I have no idea why, on any of the episodes so far, they have not shown all... They don't show Layla McQueen, um, Chanel, and who's the third person? I can't remember who the third person is, to, who come in and do their makeup for them. Yeah, they make it seem like the drag queens do. No. Which is weird, because maybe Kimchi... Because Kimchi's actually a really good makeup artist. Bob is known for being a terrible makeup artist. Right? That's sort of the yeah. joke with Bob that he doesn't even put makeup on. But, I mean, they all had the same... Like, when they revealed it, I was like, it's the same lipstick, same eyeliner, same... You know, it's the same. It's the I same wonder, foundation. I wonder if just one... I don't know how it worked, but cause we never see it. But uh, there were other people who did their makeup. I just wish it was... It was. A, it, I wish it was... It was my least favorite reveal out of all the reveals. Um, all right, so they do the reveal. Uh, okay, now let's talk about um, the roast of RuPaul. Okay, here's my conspiracy theory. They've done this before, just so you know, in other roast challenges, actually, where they don't show it, but the girls work with comedy writers to write their jokes. Yeah. Okay. I think they had people come in and write the jokes. Now, what I do think is that they got almost like... Almost like Hollywood Squares, where in Hollywood Squares, the celebrities would get a list of, like, you know, have you ever seen Hollywood Squares? Yeah. Okay. So what happened, for people who don't know, it was like a tic-tac-toe game, but there were stars, celebrities in the different squares, okay? Yeah. And then you would basically play tic-tac-toe against an opponent, and the host would ask a trivia question, and then the host would give an answer. It would either be a funny answer or whatever, and um, then the, you have to say whether you agreed or disagreed. And if you agreed and got it right, or no, if you got it right, whether you agreed or disagreed, you, your your circle or your X went on the square. And you play tic-tac-toe. Okay. Yeah. And Bruce Valanche used to write all the jokes. Yeah. So what happened was the celebrities would get a list of all the questions, a list of the real answer, a list of serious wrong answers, and then jokes. And they could choose to say whatever they wanted. They could say the joke. They could say the real answer. They could do whatever they wanted, right? And and then, oh, and if they thought of their own joke, they could say their own joke. But there's you don't have to worry. There's a joke there for you, okay? Yeah. And I think it was the same thing here. I think they got a list of jokes that they yeah. could say. If Bob and Kimchi want to punch it up, if Matt Eisen wants to punch it up, great. They want to add their own jokes. But the celebrities don't have to worry. There are pre-written jokes for them that they could do. Well, I'll go even further. Yeah. I think that that they that they gave them topics that M- Michelle Visage, RuPaul, every the judges gave them topics that they were allowed to joke about and then they went on and they did those jokes. Because if you look at every single roast, the theme is RuPaul's old, yeah. Michelle Visage has boobs, and you know she's wrinkly or old as well, and but they never ve- they never veer off that yeah, subject. Carson and Ross are super gay. Um, yeah, they never go like they never call Ross fat. They just yeah. say that he dresses at at Ross. You yeah. know, it looks like he does. They never say that you know um, 
Carson looks like he got, you know, hit with the ugly stick, you know, from behind. He looks like Ellen Generous without makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they don't say anything. Like, they never say anything about RuPaul's show. They never no, say there anything. was a RuPaul joke about his show. Oh, what did they say? Uh, wasn't it Kim Chi who said it was a really good season? Oh, that's right. No, no, no. But his talk show. Oh, oh, I was talking about AJ and McQueen. Oh, no, no, they don't talk Well, AJ and the Queen hadn't premiered. The talk show at this time, the talk show would have been airing in test markets. That's what happened. So RuPaul had a talk show called Ru, maybe, or RuPaul. And uh, it aired like six to eight episodes. It didn't air many episodes in test markets like Los Angeles got it and some other test markets. And then it was never picked up. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like they gave them subjects. Or what I think happened was it could have been another way where they sent jokes to like Ru and RuPaul's people, and then RuPaul's people was like, "No, yes, no, yes, no, yes." One hundred percent, the jokes were pre-written. They were written before they even walked in the room. One hundred percent, and they got a list of the jokes, and Bob and Kim and Nina looked over it with them. Well, at the very them. least, I would say the jokes had to be approved. Yeah, the they were approved least. beforehand if, when they when they were pre. No, what I'm saying is, is that like if. I would say if you if the there's no way in my opinion even if you don't believe that that they weren't pre-written there's no way that RuPaul didn't just uh, already pre-approve the jokes. Right. She knew all the jokes that were coming her way. Yeah. So. And by the way a lot of them were very funny. They were yeah. very funny roast jokes. And and that the thing is they all knew how to deliver them. Matt Eisman's a comedian, so he delivered them very well. But I yeah. think Dustin Milligan did a great job and um and I thought Alex, Alex did a Newell? great job. They all did a good job. I yeah. thought, but see, that's the thing is I, I was like, okay, well, they're kind of, I felt like Matt Eisman did a little bit better in my opinion, but mm-hmm. I'm, well, that's a subjective, show. yeah, that's a subjective, I think a subjective argument, but none of them failed. None no. of them you could point to and say, oh, that didn't work. No. You know? No. Or at least they didn't show us the jokes that didn't work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There is a lot of selective editing. Also, the judges always praise them. There's never any criticism ever. You know, literally when the during the judges critiques, I was playing a game. Yeah, they well they because they don't you know they don't want they don't want to critique them. I feel like if somebody was like awful, they would say it, but they they wouldn't say it in the normal way that they usually say it. So, all right, very good. Um, I do want to talk about the critiques. There was a moment where Ross told Matt Eisman that he looks and sounds like the boys that bullied him growing up. Uh, and he expresses his appreciation for a masculine straight man being open to this experience. But a couple of things I want to say. One, we find out, because I was wondering, what an odd choice to have Matt Eisman on the show. But we find out he's good friends with both Ross and Carson. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, no wonder Matt Eisman was on the show. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think, and I think that was a really nice touch that ross said to matt eisman yeah at first i was like whoa Mm -hmm. i would have been like hey man not cool but i think it is true i think it is i think also i think it's a plus to um people who look like matt eisman and people who were bullied by people who look like matt eisman where you see that people who you know i think normally people who bully Mm -hmm. are people who were like alex newell said it he said i didn't want to be the person attacked so often i would become the bully I was a little bit, you know, I would I would charge people instead of getting attacked. And so you it's it's just based off of fear. So I think they when they if they see something like that, I think they'll see that, you know, um 
you don't have to act out like that. You can, you, you can kind of be yourself. Mm-hmm. So hmm. what I want to really talk about yeah. is the tucking. Oh God. Yeah. The tucking part, because yeah. I feel like they went real in depth <laughs> into the tucking and Nina West, I feel like, really got in there. <laughs> well, yeah, notice that Kim and Bob gave Alex and Matt their privacy. Yeah, Bob couldn't give two shits about what Alex was doing. Yeah. Bob was like, yeah, you do what you need to do. And, I, you know, you could yeah. tell. I mean, he wasn't mean about it. But you could tell that. I, I have a feeling if Dustin was Bob's, you know, D- Bob would have been the same. Bob would have been like, can I help? Do you yeah. need help with this? Mm-hmm. I would have. Yeah. I would. I need to show you. And then it would have been like, wait, is is your mouth and my penis usually a thing? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I love how I covered my mouth. You can tell I've never done a, given a blowjob because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It should have been like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What are you sticking his, your face and putting it suction would, cup to his pelvis? It's so funny. I was texting with Taylor earlier today. But when uh-huh. I was watching the show, and I know that Taylor's a big fan of Shit's Creek, and so I said, you know, and, and so I knew he would know who Dustin Milligan and them all. Dustin Milligan can do whatever he wants to me, and and Taylor said, you know, he's pretty hot except he has that weird chin, which I didn't, I don't know what he's talking about with this weird chin, right? And I said, I don't care that weird chin. I don't care about his weird chin when it's buried deep in my ass. Hi everyone! Uh, if you want to hear more jokes like this, join the premium level. The- yeah, you can do a premium, mm-hmm. get and just hear the just between us girls. So that's good. Oh, did you listen to just between? I mentioned you a couple times in the show. Did you hear those? Mentions? You did. Yeah, I I haven't finished the whole podcast, but there was a yeah. the part you hear where I said, uh, "If you have any complaints, uh, email the best of today <laughs> at gmail I love how Taylor kept getting it wrong. He kept saying the best of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Some person that had best of the week and get it. Also, uh, I was particularly proud of my Mount Rushmore joke. Where, yes, I like I that. You were the mountain. Was, she'd be the mountain. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I, I did a hacky me. joke later in the show that I cut out. No. It, 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 <laughs> literally, I said, uh, I said, well, I kept the, I want to address the elephant in the room. Then went, hi, Lori. And then, uh, well, I didn't want to say to Taylor, he was in a sensitive place. And then Jake, and you know what? It would have, that would have been, actually, that would have been a way to make the, do the turn on that joke. It's like, hi, Jay. Because Jay is so obviously skinny. Yeah. And they say, That's, it's time to address the elephant in the room. Hi, Jay. I think I'm going to, my favorite part, I've watched, I've, li- I've been trying to catch up on my podcast. So I think I've watched two, listened to two Just Between Us Girls. And I think I really want to start editing together f- clips of you pretending that you're not distracted but being completely distracted and unable to finish a thought what are you like, talking about like when you when you the just between us girls where you obviously had to to you know ban somebody yeah and then you you come back and taylor's like are you okay and you're like i'm totally fine so anyways uh so Lori, and i edited that together to make it i had to put that in to keep it kind of cohesive but like it was worse. It was worse, and to the point where we had to take a break. And I, had, I played a song just to like so I can cool down. It was. I was so upset. I was so angry. But it just is so funny because you were like, "I'm totally fine," and there. 
I think so, Taylor. I think edited that with Taylor was focus, focus, <laughs> focus on my voice. Focus. He turned into the therapist. Yeah, yeah. But you were just like, and then the same thing when Taylor had to get take a phone call. So he, he's like, I gotta go, and you're like, okay. And then you tried to pivot. And you're like, so well, you know, I can't. Jay, get in, I can't get into it, but I realized it might be a very serious phone call. Uh oh. Yeah, there's someone very ill in Taylor's like immediate circle. Aww, so I was so I was a little sad like I was a little sad not sad but like shook that Taylor might be getting a phone call. He didn't, everyone should know, he didn't. But that he might at that well, at that time. Uh I don't know. Well, look, I shouldn't say anything. I don't know anything. Okay, I'm gonna get in trouble. But um but uh I I was feeling for Taylor and that might be, I I was thinking maybe that might have been a phone call he didn't want to get. And so I was distracted. Well, when you put it, when you put context behind it, it makes me less think it's funny. But at the time, I was laughing really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It really is hard to get back in like the sort of comedy frame of mind where like a sad thing sort of injects itself. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. All right. Let's move on. Have you ever had that happen during a show? Uh, I, I, one time I, well, my grandma passed away the day that I did a stand-up show and I went on thinking that I would find something really funny to talk about. And I did not, I just went on stage. It was actually at that place that was like right next, that was like through the hall, through the hallway. You went to church, uh, Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Yeah. And I went on and I said like, my grandma died. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, so (laughs) just had nothing going on. I'm one of the, I'm a virgin. Yeah, I was like, I think I went like, has anybody else's grandma died? All right, good. <laughs> We're all here. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I. We only have I've like had that happen a bunch of times. So. Eight minutes left, but uh, okay. So the 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 uh, runway walks. Any big thoughts on the runway walks? I thought they were cute. I thought obviously Alex. I felt like did the best. Mm-hmm. I thought Alex looked stunning, mm-hmm. but I thought Dustin and, and Matt looked great. And I thought I loved Matt's confidence. You yeah. know, I thought he did a great job. I will so. say, and you got to go back and watch it. They edited. <coughs> Why did you just cover your, you did nothing to hide the sound of that cough. I know. I forgot to turn, mute it. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, uh, they, they hid through editing the, uh, the fact that Matt Eisman could not walk in heels. Oh yeah. So they never show him walking. It's always him standing still. But you a little bit, but as little as possible do you see him walking. Well they said that he has like hor- he has horrible arthritis. Oh, rheumatoid arthritis, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that must have been even extra hard. Uh, so I'm like I'm surprised he wasn't just like completely like ow, ow, yeah. ow. Now we're gonna get to your favorite part of the show. Oh my god. While the judges are deliberating uh, the the drag queens and the contestants sit backstage just chit chatting, and then one by one, I'm just gonna go through it. Dustin's gay couple friends come in, Matt's girlfriend comes in, and then Alex facetimes with his best friend Clark. Uh, what were your thoughts here, Lori? Uh, so I thought it was sweet when they did. I'm kind of over the whole let's have it be a surprise, but I mean I get why they have that, so I'm like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cute that they had the friends come in. I thought it was cute that they had the his girlfriend come. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then right, we can just end it right there. Okay. Well then. And then. <laughs> and then. 
I'm not putting this on Alex. Yeah. This is not Alex's fault. Sure. But I'm fucking done mm-hmm. with this goddamn FaceTime. And then this time, they didn't even have Alex FaceTiming to begin with. He goes, let me call my best friend. So we have to hear you call your friend. <laughs> it couldn't have already been on. You couldn't have already been talking to uh-huh. your friend that we can't really see or hear. Yeah. Like, I just, I hate it so much. And I know that they're pushing them to do it. I get that. It's such a dumb thing. It's like, you can't, nobody can just visit you for half a second while, while they do this thing. Or just say you don't have anybody. Just don't have anybody. Well, what's funny is, clearly if the person's LA-based, they bring that person in. So, for instance, you know, Dustin is based in LA, so he has friends in LA. They come and visit him. Uh, Matt Eisman's based in LA, so his girlfriend lives in LA, so they bring her in. You're telling me Alex Newell, who was on Glee, which was filmed in Los Angeles... Has no L.A. friends whatsoever? Yeah. Also, that's not even technically true because Jermaine Fowler, he's from New York. He had, his, his girlfriend came and visited him. Oh, that's true. So, I mean, they fly. You can fly out there. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I just think it's such a dumb thing. It's like, to me, to be honest with you, I would love it more if that big TV that they have in that workroom... If people who couldn't come just left a left a message. Oh, that would have been like they used to do that on, or they still do that on Untucked. Yeah, that's a good point. Just to be like, hey, sorry, couldn't make it. We just mm-hmm. want to say we love you and we're so proud of you. And but blah, doesn't blah, they blah. want them to see them in drag, get the reaction? But of their see, that's the make- thing is that that that's the only reason why they want them there. Uh-huh. They want them there to say to see the. Re- it's another re- useless reveal, uh-huh. and it's like so now we have to see them looking at them as a drag queen uh-huh. and get their reaction, which you can't really see because it's FaceTime and FaceTime's uh-huh. always shitty. And I'm just like, I just, I'm dumb. This is such a dumb thing. I don't understand why the producers think that this is something that we want to, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to watch my dad FaceTime my brother mm-hmm. when we're, <clears throat> when in a fan, I'm getting so emotional about this. Yeah. Hold on one second. I can tell. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now she put it on mute and now it looks like she's coughing for her life. It's crazy. Now she's back to normal. It's weird. Oh wait. Oh my God. Now she's drinking from a giant jug of water. This is guys. You this should be a crowdcast. Oh my god! Now she's blowing her nose, guys. It is like she is going through like an acting audition for what it's like to be sick. Like she's gonna be singing a uh, a song from Guys and Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls. Now she's wiping gunk from her eyes. This is a whole thing here. Oh okay. What now? She, oh now she's wiping her nose. Play by play here. All right. Hello. <laughs> I like the play by play. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay, well, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, do you want to talk about the lip sync? The it's it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. I I, I forgot who said it. I don't know if it was Bob or who who said it, but I felt like they were right. I felt like it was like there were they were doing both all doing different takes on it, but I lo- I liked it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I I liked it. I thought they did a great job. So, I don't know. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I really think there was one winner. I felt Alex Newell was the winner. I don't know. I just... I I liked him. I just liked my, Matt Eisman more. But yeah. I could see that. I felt like he edged out everybody else Which a little bit. Just because I would he... Say, go ahead. 
Well, he actually has show experience. He has talent in that at that venue, you know. Okay. So, but I would say that um, Matt Eisen for me was the third place. They were all good, by the way. They were but, all good, but I maybe my baby Dustin Milligan. I think maybe I don't know. Ugh. And he was crying at the end. I was like, I love you so much. I love you so See, much. See, that's what I don't understand. I would love to know, like, I get, like, a flow chart of the guys you find attractive. Because you like really femme guys, but then I don't really find Dustin Milligan femme. I thought he was very pretty. You didn't think he was very pretty? He was okay. He had a weird chin. All right. Well, very good. So. Well, well, we'll just leave it at that. Lori, thank you for being here. We'll see you next week for the season finale. Ooh, see, oh. I want this... Do you know what the season finale is going to be? We didn't talk about that on Rumor Mill. I do. It was very forgettable. Let me tell you this. I feel, I'll say this last thing, maybe you agree with me. Last week should have been the first episode. (laughs) This should have been the second episode. First episode should have been this episode right now, episode three. I could see that. Yeah. They wanted, wow thinks that Trixie's everything, the the sun and, and... the sun and the moon rise in something over, over I don't know, whatever. Rise and set. Yeah, over about Trixie. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Lori Roddenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roddenkamp on Instagram at... Pickle Myth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.